0: the I am independent podcast with Loretta and Bianca stories advice and discussions to resource encourage and support independent music artists This week on the podcast we are talking all about performance. We've given you lots of advice on recording your music on how to get it out there and hopefully some inspiring stories from other artists as well. But this week it's super practical. Uh, It doesn't matter how great you are in the studio or how polished your recordings are. um, Performing live is really important for gaining and keeping your fans and also people talk after live performances. So it's a really important aspect of being an independent artist. So hopefully some really helpful practical tips today in the podcast. So we're talking about performance we've been thinking about the different subjects we want to uh, cover on the podcast and every now and then we just want to check in that we are giving you really practical advice as well as uh, inspiring you and encouraging you as well and it's something we haven't talked about before but it's kind of so obvious and such a part of being an artist is performance um, now I guess people start by being an artist by often writing and often they will think about recording and, and they might even think about touring um, and putting on a few shows but not necessarily put the work into their performance before uh, they go live and it's something that is really important Um B can you remember your first ever performance?
1: oh i i can't but i can remember my early performances and i was just crippled with fear yeah and it just affected my voice and i had to work through that for quite a long time until i was able to control my actual body and vocal cords and get through performance Um, it's
0: amazing isn't it how you can see like we've all you know we've all been um shower singers where we sound amazing in the shower and I think for artists you kind of have that syndrome in the rehearsal room don't you when in the rehearsal room it goes amazing and then you just wonder why you can't sing the same notes or in the same way when you're in front of an audience and mainly it's to do with um, nerves but Mm. also unexpected things like perhaps you can't hear yourself properly Mm. and in the rehearsal room you could or perhaps there's a guy shouting across to someone Mm. or across the room Or if like most artists have done, if you've done the toilet gigs, there's a massive screen behind you with a football on or something like that. And it just completely puts you off, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. And I think also when you're actually performing in front of people, there are more things in in your brain than there are when you're in a rehearsal. When you're in a rehearsal and you're at home, you're literally you don't have the pressure. And also you're probably just thinking about what you're doing you know but when you are in front of people you you have more in your brain there are all the things that are around you but you're also thinking about the audience you're thinking about how you're presenting it you're you, you're just you're having to control your mind as well as focus on your performance mm. and it is it's a tricky balance yeah ideally you want to be able to block out all the distractions and just focus on what you're doing and connecting with your audience in front of you but that's often not all that's happening yeah
0: and if you think, well, why is it important if I'm just, you know, writing my songs and I'm recording them and, you know, you can get it um, fine tuned in the studio, put all sorts of nice things on there to make you sound amazing. Why is it important? Well, I don't know if you've ever listened to an artist and just love them. And, and usually if you love an artist, if you've got an opportunity to see them live, that's the thing you want to do. Mm. And I don't know if you've ever gone to see an artist and just been so disappointed by the live performance it can just really let themselves down yeah. and and let you down as a fan and i think that's exactly why it's important um what you're able to do in your ultimate comfort zone uh, could be very different on stage but actually bring in a performance to live uh, and also we've talked very much that sometimes it's the best way to find your lifelong fans is to convert them, if you like, from a live experience. That's almost more powerful than somebody who hears a track on the radio or comes across mm. it. So if you let yourself down in a live sense, you can lose a fan or or not gain some fans because of that. It really is important uh, that an artist can experience your music Visually, when they're coming to see you live, as well as just listening to you, if they're you know in their car or
1: listening to you at home. Yeah, I I was gonna echo that. Just that you you can turn sort of a casual listener or somebody who is interested in you into somebody that will go on the journey with you um, through your live performance because there's something about that connection Mm. that you can have face to face that you you just can't get through recorded music recorded sounds, and um it's just important to work on your stage presence and your stage performance um i know that's something that i like to do and i actually am trying to develop that especially as the music changes if, as you evolve as your music evolves also your live performance yeah. will inevitably need to evolve too
0: and pretty much you you might not see yourself as as an actor or, or actress but you mm. need to interpret your songs. Um, so maybe you've mastered it that nerves don't affect your voice. And But if you imagine somebody being at your show, and if they close their eyes, you sound amazing, and they're hearing the story of the song. But if they open them, you either look bored, mm. distracted, or just not really there, Mm. that actually affects the listener's experience of the song because they can see you. So it's really important that you actually perform your songs, Mm. that you tell the stories in your performance as well. And that doesn't even necessarily mean... Something really dramatic, you know. You get some kind of music where it would be weird if they weren't dancing. But I've also seen people with amazing dancing music just standing still, and there's something weird about yeah. that that jars as yeah, well. Like yeah. if if your song is an upbeat song and you're just rigid with fear or for whatever thing then the audience are going to reflect that if you've got a song that's designed to dance to you need to lead with the dancing so again or just with
1: energy with energy yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. I saw um, Maggie Rogers Mm, performing over the summer and it's funny because I'd never seen her live um, but I'm a big fan of her music and I thought I wonder what she's going to be like live because her music although it's fairly upbeat doesn't really come across as like dancey dancey Mm. to me to listen to and her performance was incredible Mm. she had so much energy that's the only way i can describe it um just she put her whole body into it her Mm. her hair (laughs) her fingernails everything and she covered the whole stage she made sure that every corner of the stage was used so the whole crowd felt really Mm. included and and connected with so as you think about your performance for your songs just we're going to now give you some practical tips i think the first thing i would do is for you to remember what you're singing about mm. so really revisit what the song is about how might you want to interpret that and we're not talking about like you know charades like acting out the, the symbols mm. <laughs> and the lyrics but what what's the sentiment of the song and make sure that that's reflected in your face in your stature, in your performance whether you move about or not so that would be the first and basic thing what are you trying to say in the song does your performance, does your movement does your expressions line up and
1: express the story of the song as well that's so good um, another thing I was thinking about is about the voice especially if you, you sing and it's interesting because when you're at home you, I, I, I can only talk about myself as well. Like I, I didn't realize that sometimes I can be quite lazy singer. And I did a live recording recently, and I realized that oh, actually Bianca. When you think that you're just going to just open your mouth and let the sounds come out, you're not necessarily hitting hitting those notes bang on. And actually there's a level of concentration that is needed to make sure that actually when you're performing, you're connecting with everybody and you're having a good time, but you're also delivering the song to the standard of your record or better. Um, So I think even when you're practising, Actually performing and actually being aware of the notes and being aware of the notes that you're trying to hit and whether you're hitting those notes more often than not and if you're not then actually practicing reaching and hitting those notes square on and not being a little bit mm-hmm. under a little bit over, you know above the note. Um, so, I think yeah. that's
0: um, that's really true actually because it, let's face it. Live is is a lot more forgiving than recorded. So there there are things that you can get away with. And I think an an example my old singing teacher used to always use was Mary J. Blige Mm. because she actually was quite under the note a lot of the time. But when you see Mary live... What listen, she put she is captivating.
1: You're feeling every you're feeling every note you're not you know, you're not even hearing it because you're crying. Yeah. You believe what <laughs> yeah. she's you
0: believe her performance. So yeah. you are forgiving, but at the same time you're right. You don't want to listen back you, to that performance. Especially if it's gonna be a like you say, yeah. if it's gonna be a live recording, mm-hmm. you need to be aware of that. Yeah. Um and on that same uh in the same vein, um I would say if it is a song where you're gonna dance around practice doing that you need yes. to make sure that you can breathe and sing the notes yeah do
1: like what that. destiny's child did or what they sing on sang on the treadmill or something yes you know practice that to get used love. to do yeah. that
0: and um yeah being able to control uh, your voice in that way mm-hmm. Just a quick reminder that we have a growing library of really useful videos on our YouTube page, including interviews with artists and music industry insiders sharing their experience and expertise. Search IMR on YouTube or visit our website www.iamindependent.co.uk. Um Another tip that I wanted to give, uh, one thing that can really um, portray nerves or just be really distracting is an artist's eyeliner. You can always tell where they don't know where to look. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I've seen some amazing singers with great voices and they're just um, standing there, which actually can be very powerful depending on where you're looking and what you're doing with your hands. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be distracting with your hands, but also if you're just kind of looking down or to the side and sort of avoiding people, um, then it can be quite distracting from Mm -hmm. the power of what you're singing, even if your, your voice sounds incredible. And a little tip that I always give to people in terms of performing is at the same time you don't want to eyeball somebody in the audience or on the front row that can make them feel quite mm-hmm. uncomfortable. But if you but you want people to you want it to look like you are looking at people, but in general. So a tip would be to just look just over the tops of everybody's heads. So then you're not locking eyes with someone to make you feel uncomfortable or them but it it is quite a powerful stance to be looking forward yeah. and just over the top of the heads. And there's uh, this principle of three circles as well, which I'd encourage you to think about. Again, it ties in with what your song is about. It ties in with the size of the room and the size of the stage. Uh, and it also ties in with the type of audience or type of venue you're performing at. But the kind of circle of one, um, so the smallest circle, is if perhaps your song is about A memory or something that's quite vulnerable and personal Um, there is a kind of rule of never close your eyes on stage I would say you can close them momentarily for effect but it's quite a no-no to have your eyes closed throughout a whole song and the reason that is is because It can feel quite intrusive if you're in front of somebody watching them with their eyes closed. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, this is a bit of a private moment. I'm not sure that I should be. And it can feel almost a little bit awkward. And you can feel uninvited. Mm. So that circle of one is as if you're singing that song to one person. And with that one, I would just say the technique of looking just over the heads of people. The circle of two is sort of when the song is perhaps... um, inviting somebody else in or a a, a group of people. It might be a love song to another person. And again, imagine a slightly bigger circle. So your eye line might be slightly further out, but it's still fairly intimate. And then the third circle is a huge one. And we're talking about, you know, party, party numbers where you want to get everyone jumping up and down. And with that one, you generally wouldn't stay on the spot, but also your eyeline is looking right to the back and scanning the whole audience as well. And just by thinking about those three circles in terms of how you perform, so minimising your, Uh, actions of your hands of your eye line um, of your head even to very very small if it's one of those almost songs to yourself Um, just looking a little bit further out imagining the circle a little bit bigger if the song is a one-on-one perhaps a love song and then if it's a party party one making sure that your your arms are outstretched that you're inviting people in and even those will tell the audience how much they can be involved how quiet they need to be how it much they should interact is a really small but basic tip so even if you feel like I can't move from this spot I'm too nervous think about those three circles in terms of
1: your actions that's really good I'm going to be using those <laughs> try not to close my eyes as much <laughs> yeah.
0: I think it's alright now and then because it can sort of
1: sometimes I'm just there like oh I should open my eyes now <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> um, I was thinking about I've said it before but um, performance is a lot about Um, your set list and how you um, present your songs and just a reminder to like rehearse your set list and rehearse the order of your songs. You could have five brilliant songs, you did a half an hour set or whatever and you got five or six brilliant songs but then you could group two similar-ish songs in vibe and sentiment um, key um, the beat the tempo you could, if you group them together you you might find that people's attention spans um start to wane and you lose interest but if you mix it up in a way you just have a journey you just 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 work out the journey in the arc of your set um if you want to build to a certain point if you want to have highs and lows you start off with something sort of engaging and upbeat and then you have something middling, then you have something kind of slow, then you build it back up again and then, and then you're having a really emotional moment and then you, and you end on a high um, with the last song. Something like that. Um, it just it just really think about your set because um, that can sort of make or break your performance too.
0: And a bit like Bianca was saying about when she listened back to the live recording and there was something she realised about her voice, um, a great um, practice is to film Your rehearsals, Mm. but also film your live performances if you can, and it can literally be on an iPhone. You don't have to hire a camera or anything like that. If you've got one, you could set it an iPod up uh, on a tripod at the back of the room. But even getting a friend to film because sometimes we don't realise what we look like when we perform. Mm. It might feel different to us than how it actually looks, and it's always quite interesting sometimes when an artist looks back and say, "Oh, I really." a weird face when i do that yeah. or um oh i'm really closing my eyes a lot, or i'm not really not looking up or i'm not included or i should um i look a bit awkward there or it looks like i should have moved then mm-hmm. so by looking back at yourself you can um be more aware of how you look and what you need to do and that goes for uh, rehearsals but also for live performances as well and i always remember i was having a conversation with jake isaac actually mm-hmm. um ages ago now and um I remember him saying me this great tip. He used to literally study um, videos of live performances of artists that he really admired. So he would literally re- get them, rewind, mm. you know, what What do they do in an instrumental break? Um, and particularly artists who performed similar styles of music to his. Mm. So, um, and he would look like, okay, what do they do when they're doing an acoustic track? What do they do when they're doing an upbeat track? And he would literally um, rehearse where they would move to on the stage he would make notes of wow. okay at this point they moved to the right of the stage and then they did that because he would be like what is it about their performance that, that mm-hmm. makes it so dynamic on stage even though uh, to listen to how do they how have they brought the songs to life mm-hmm. and I've always remembered that and I thought that is a great tip if you don't know what to do look at other artists that you you admire artists at the top of their game there's no reason that you can't do the same thing that they did. And we're not talking about dance routines here. We're talking about the point that they, in the track, that they moved. Or what did they do with their arms? And very small tips. Mm. He said it's literally how he learned how to hone his live performance. And if anyone's seen Jake Isaac live, it's one of the best things about him. Mm. He's absolutely incredible on stage. But he learned that. He worked on it. He rehearsed it. So sometimes the smallest thing, Mm. somebody moving to the left at the chorus or lifting a hand at this point, you won't uh, the audience won't know but you've actually rehearsed that you've Mm -hmm. decided that you're going to do that then because you know it adds to the performance Mm,
1: that's so good
0: and I think just something else uh, in terms of performance the more that you work on your performance the more you know what you're going to do uh, and this includes rehearsing what you're going to say between songs I can't tell you how many gigs I've been at when that artists because they haven't thought about it are (laughs) chatting rubbish I've been one of those artists and I just think what did you say that for Mm or you could have said so much about that song or you over talked about that song Mm -hmm. let the song speak for itself so again rehearse what you're going to say in between the songs that's really important but the more you rehearse the more you practice your performance and you know what you're going to do in each song the more you're prepared when things go wrong which they inevitably will and that's just the last thing I wanted to say really is that things will go wrong but just um, practice carrying on regardless practice what you might say if there's a power cut or if the the sound guy's not quite ready um just practice what if you if you're rehearsed and you've worked on your performance you're not going to be phased and remember if small things go wrong a lot of the time depending on how you react your audience will be unaware of it Uh, you'll be able to get away with it because you can cover it up with being
1: confident with
0: um being able to speak or carry on singing or performing in in a different way
1: yeah and just like a last little point just to follow on from that you can practice sort of for a year at home but they I think there's no sort of um, substitute for getting in front of an audience. Um, the more that you actually perform your songs in front of people, the better you'll be. the 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 more comfortable you'll be in front of people, you'll will, you'll will have you'll have experience in front of different types of crowd and know that okay, this is one I have to win over. You'll have experience in oh, okay, I need to change up this set now. I had it was going to do it this way, but I'm going to have to do it another way. Um, of adding a song in of you know, just going to your backup song or cut and you're cutting it short, thinking actually this is the time to stop. I have two more songs, but actually this is the moment that I should um, end this set here because this is, just, this is just it. You know, the more you actually perform, the um, experience will just um, help you to grow. And that's definitely been the case for me. And also even though I've done a lot of performances, when I have a break and a long break from actually performing, I do have to kind of work that muscle again. So understanding that there is, a, there is something about um, if you do step away from performing because you're recording and stuff, that actually going back into it and doing maybe a lot of smaller performances or just knowing that, OK, I need to practice performing again and do a run of gigs just to get myself back into the flow.
0: And the more gigs you do, and the more variety, mm-hmm. the more you're going to know how you're reacting in different mm-hmm. circumstances. So, less than optimal circumstances—one where the sound's not very good, mm-hmm. one where there's distractions. How do I need to sing differently when I can't hear myself properly, or when it's a very particularly noisy room? Mm-hmm. And, and how do I adapt my voice or adapt mm-hmm. my performance for how engaged the audience are? All things like that are going to make a real difference.
1: Yeah, Bruno. Just Bruno Major. Um, recently he was touring, you know, Australia, New Zealand, and he said this, the sound cut out during one of his songs like hundreds and hundreds of people there so we just got off the stage and went into the crowd and just sang a song acoustically and um, everybody started singing so it was just like everybody they couldn't really hear him but everyone was singing so it was like everyone was performing and just thinking okay what am I going to do just like stay on the stage while the sound is not working or I'm just how how am I going to recover from this moment so yeah all those things cool And don't forget to sign up to our mailing list where you'll receive a free 10-day guide especially designed to inspire and equip independent music artists with some really useful, practical and inspirational resources.
0: Sign up at www.iamindependent.co.uk For more great content from I Am Independent, find us on social media at We Are Independent Artists. Check out our Spotify playlist for new music from independent artists. Search We Love Independent Music.